Praise God, praise God. It's lovely to be here this morning. It's summer. <laughs> summer, summer. This week hasn't been summery though at all. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I would, I would be lying and I can't lie as I'm about to preach. I would like to be on the beach somewhere where it's nice and hot, sipping something that's, um, well, still godly, but you know, communion. <laughs> But this is where we are. Glory be to God. And summer's important. Summer's in, so I, I, I'm, I'm a Christmas person. I, I do love Christmas. But after Christmas, I like the season of summer. Um, you know, I work quite hard. And I'm in a season. Of, I'm in a really busy, busy, busy season. One of those seasons where you just wake up every day and you're like, oh, my God. You say the quick, quickly say a prayer roll out of bed and just keep it moving. You know, that's kind of the season where I'm in. So summer, I'm hoping for a little bit of respite. You know, and what I'm going to speak today really is about that summer period. It is about that secret place. It's about that moment where we're able to breathe. Um, there was a time when I, um, a few years back, where I was working like all the hours. Um, it was before I had children, so you're even a little bit more free, you know, with your time. All the days just merge into one. Um, you, I literally would pass David, like, in the morning, and we were like ships passing in the night because he was working hard, I was working hard. Um, and I was working, I think I worked consecutively for two weeks from about 2 a.m., we had a big case at the time, 2 a.m. And, and I would finish work, leave the firm, leave the office at 2 a.m. There would be a cab, wait, wait for me to get home. And then I would go back in for about 7 a.m. Now, if you know me personally, you know something I love more than chocolate is sleep. You know, sleep is my best friend. Like, I, I, I love a little nap. I can nap anywhere. You know, I'm not fussy. Just give me a place and I'll take a nap. But those two weeks... It, I mean, it literally wiped me out. I couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer. I literally couldn't do anything. I was positively exhausted. And my cousin at the time is one of my close friends. Um, was in the area at work. She was in central London at the time. She said, look, Tobes, I'm in the area. Let's have lunch. I was like, I, I haven't. What's lunch? Like, I've been eating, like, literally on the go. She said, look, just take an hour. So I was like, fine, 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 fine. So I went and I met her for lunch and I was sitting down so tired. You know, when you've been going, going even mentally in your life, when, you, when you're on a season of going and you actually haven't sat down, when you do sit down and the adrenaline stops, you realise just how exhausted you are. So I sat down and it was serving the food and I thought something supernatural was happening to me. I don't know, I thought maybe the rapture had arrived. I have no idea. So, but it was almost like the lights were flickering. So I was like... Something's happening. Something's happening. And my cousin was looking at me like I was, I'd lost my mind completely. She was like, are you all right? And I was like, I don't know. Like, can't you see that? Can't you see that? And she was like, yeah, Tobes, there's a dodgy light. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. And I was so tired that honestly, I was like, oh my God, something's going on. Something's going on. And it literally was only just a dodgy light in a restaurant in central London where I was eating my lunch, which I hadn't eaten for two weeks. When you're sleep deprived or emotionally deprived, but actually what I want to talk to you about more today, spiritually deprived, you think things are there that are not. You feel things that you shouldn't. And you are just completely off balance. And life as it's supposed to be, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous man, us, women, girls, children, all of us, are ordered by the Lord. But when you're exhausted, you're out of step. You make dodgy decisions, decisions that are not worthy of your calling as a priesthood. 
You make decisions actually at home where you think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I don't know if I'm left and right. You snap. Arguments happen in your home that probably wouldn't have happened, all from a place of tiredness and exhaustion. And when that happens, what you so desperately need to find, and that's what I'm going to talk to today, is your secret place. Your secret place. Your secret place with the Lord. Without it, saints, without it, Christians, without it, family, without it, friends, we have nothing. This is wonderful, and I love this. I love, you know, I, I love it when we all come together. I absolutely love it. But it's, it's not enough for me, as much as I love you all. You know, <laughs> it really isn't enough. It's not going to get me to, it's probably not going to get me, maybe to Monday afternoon. That's me being, the, you know, if Pastor Matt's preaching, probably Monday afternoon. You know, don't count on me today. I don't know how long it's going to take you. You need your secret place. You need your private time. You need that moment with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the person that really can shift atmospheres and create worlds. It has to be just you and him. So I'm reading today, just bearing that thought in mind, from Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read 10 verses, if that's okay. I'm going to read from verse 36 to 46. And just for some context before I go into the word of God, this is Jesus and he's in his moment in Gethsemane. And it's a type of secret place. The Bible says even outside of this moment that I'm going to read, that Jesus would regularly withdraw himself to pray. There's account after account after account of disciples saying that Jesus would withdraw himself to pray. Even though he was in demand, there was nobody busier than Christ. No one had a, a larger itinerary. No one had, I mean, literally people were touching the hem of his garment and were healed. He was being pulled in every direction possible. But yet, he knew the importance of the secret place. And I want to, if we can together today, friends, look at these 10 verses as a way of a map for us to make sure that we've got our secret place. So I'll read. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he told the disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. Taken along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is at all possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, So couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you won't enter into temptation? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed a third time and saying once more, then he came to the disciples and said to them, are you, sleep, are you still sleeping and resting? See, the time is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. 
get up, let's go and see, see my betrayer is near. It's the word of God, be praised. Gethsemane is a really interesting place. It's Hebrew. And if you break it up, it's Gethsemane. And it actually literally means oil press. It typically would have been a place in the region of Jerusalem where there was an oil press. An oil press is used to press fruits and press olives and press to extract its nutrients and distract, extract the oil from it. Actually, it could be used sometimes as olive oil. You know, it comes where you get the, the essence of, of the fruit. And that was, that's what Gethsemane means. It, it translates into oil press. And I thought that was fascinating because I thought, wow, we all need a place. We all need a secret place. We need a moment. We all need a time. We need, we need a space where the Lord can extract from you your nutrients, the core of you, the good stuff, you know, in you. We, we, all, we all need that space. You know, my, 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 my friend never throws away chicken stock. She, she, just, she never throws it away. She's always like, no, 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 no. That, I mean, I'm eating the chicken and I'm, I'm all right with, with the chicken. But she's like, no, 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 this is the good bit. And we all need that place where that can happen. Right from Genesis chapter 3, right from the beginning, don't have time to go there now, but I just have to mention it because it would be remiss of me not to. When Adam and Eve ate the apple, ate the juicy fruit, thought it was good for them, saw a desire and ate it, and they knew that they were naked... The Lord asked the question that he's been asking from that time all the way through the generations and even now. Where are you? He said, where are you? And he, this is God. He's the ancient of days. He's the lily of the valley. He created time. You know, the, the, even the children sing, he's got the whole word, world in his hands. He knew exactly where they were, but it was a question that, that he was asking them so they can reflect themselves. And it's a question this summer, summer period, that I think it's a great question that I always try to reflect on. Toby, where are you? Where are you? Have you found your secret place? Are you still in the midst or are you going through the motions? Are you going through the motions? Where are you spiritually? Are you acting in the authority that was claimed through Jesus Christ, our Lord, over your life? Are you accepting every which way? Going like the wind? flowing like the wind or are you have you stood steady in the purpose and the calling that God has over your own life where are you and I believe that's why Jesus in this moment in Gethsemane sat down because he was answering the question in a time of his life where he had great fear and great anxiety you know the Bible actually says that he was scared unto death he was you know I've never known anxiety like it he was anxious because he knew that the time had come for him to give his life. And, but there's some, there's some principles that I believe from the secret place that we can take. The first is he says at the, stop, the, the start, he has all his 12 disciples with him, all his good friends. And friends are lovely. They're nice, aren't they? You know, he had all his friends. But then he had his people. You know, he had his free. He had his core. You know, Pastor Matt would probably say he had his huddle. You know, he had his huddle. And he and he he sent nine or he said nine to stay, but he told three to come. He told three, he said, he said, come, come with me. He took Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee. He said, You guys come with me. 
And the first question I would say in terms of your secret place is who are the closest people to you? Who are your spiritual people? Who are the people who can travel with you? Who are the people that you can, you can say, listen, I'm tired. Can you pray with me? Can you remain here and pray? Can you speak the Psalms over my life? Can you sing the songs of deliverance when my throat is croaky? If you are traveling and you, in this world and you don't have that free, and you see it all over scripture, when, it went up to, when Jesus wanted to transfigure, you know, when he wanted to show not just his humanity, but now his divinity, what did he do? When he went up to the mountain, he took those three. You know, I always joke with people that I love my husband. I do. I, I love him. You know, he's my lovely premium chocolate husband. You know, um, but we've never been kind of like you and me against the world. You know, you get those kind of couples and it's like they get married and they're in love and then it's like everyone else is an enemy. You know, beware. You know, that's not really been our, that's not our, that's not our vibe, is it, babe? You know, it's kind of like, because the you and me against the world creates this kind of barrier and it, and it prevents you from getting your Peter, your James and your John. It prevents you from getting your huddle. It prevents you. And, and, and I know that my husband needs his huddle and I need mine. We have our own huddle. We've got a huddle going on. That's good. Hopefully a huddle that will last forever. But outside of that, you need your free. And if the Lord Jesus Christ, in his darkest moment, knew that actually as I'm praying... I still need prayer, then how much us? Where are you? And it's a vulnerable thing to say, it's a vul- that's the thing about a huddle, it's, it's a vulnerable, vulnerable thing to say to somebody, I need prayer. And I hope today that we, if we have a moment, we have time for a moment, that, you're, that if you are in a situation, even as you sit here today, that you're able to say, I need prayer. I'm praying But when I can't, when my words fail me, will you pray with me? You know, there was a moment in um, the Old Testament when Moses was tired. He was leading people. He'd been leading them for ages. And his father-in-law came and said to him, the way you're leading, you're going to burn out. It's not going to work. And he instructed the two closest people to him in the war to hold up his hands. I believe that's what we saw here in this secret place. One of the first things from your secret place is to get your Peter, your James and your John. Then he done something really interesting. So after he told them to come and he said, you know, I'm sorrowful even unto death, the point of death, stay awake with me. He said, remain here, stay awake with me. That's lovely. Verse 39 said something that really struck my heart. It says, going a little further. Going a little further. So he told his huddle to stay there and then he went a little further. I'm worried that we have a generation, even my own generation, millennial, you know, definitely definitely the Gen Zs, where we don't know how to go a little further. We don't, you know, growing up, my mum's a prayer warrior. You know, I would wake up in the middle of the night to use the loo and you would hear the, the words of my mother praying. You would hear her calling all of her children's name before the Lord. 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, 4 a.m. in the morning. She would pray and pray and pray. That's the home I grew up in, you know. She knew to go a little further. She would, she would call us sometimes. We used to do a prayer every day at 9 p.m. And she set it at 9 p.m. because she tried to set it in the morning at 6 a.m. And we were like the disciples, like, you are having a laugh. <laughs> it is 6 a.m. And somehow she would go a little further. Now, don't get me wrong. 
our God is merciful. He meets us. He meets you at your point of need. You know, he, he came, he died while we were yet still sinners. Don't get me wrong. He's able to come and sit. He's the God that sits at the well that waits for the woman. He will sit at your well. However, there are people in scripture who go a little further and get some more of him. And if you take Jacob, for example, who turned to Israel, Jacob was walking, doing his thing, as you know, and he got to a point where he knew that he needed to wrestle with God. He needed to wrestle with an angel. He sent across his cattle, his livestock. He sent across everything he owned, his wives, all of it. He sent it across. And he said to the angel, I will not leave here until you bless me. There are moments in your life, friends, where that has to be the song on your lips. There cannot be any kind of laxidazical, oh, you know, well, if he does it, Lord, then that's good. If he doesn't do it, well, you know, he's still good. No, no, no. The, the enemy sometimes wants us in those places. Well, actually, Jesus died and said, it is finished. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. There are moments in your life, moments with your children, moments with your friends, moments with your mental health, moments with your finances, even moments with your sickness, where you need to go a little further. Not for an outcome necessarily, outcome-driven thing, but where you meet with God. Where you're able to say, oh, you know, Moses said, please show me your face. Show me your face. The Bible says that those that thirst after righteousness will be filled. We need to be thirsty, friends. We can't be happy with just the crumbs, the little bits of service here, the little bits, oh, I'll catch the end of service. That will do. The enemy is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking who he might devour. Love Island may be entertaining. Just me? Okay, don't judge. But you know, when that's said and done, I need my secret place. And when I get to that secret place, when my moment's a little bit tired, I need to say, Toby, 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 push a little bit further. Push a little bit further. Read that scripture a little bit more. Get it. When you're reading it the first time and it's confusing to you, read it again. Pronounce it over your life. Pronounce it over your children. You know, there was a time when um, I was reading, you know, I was reading a psalm and I was thinking, oh, I just don't, I don't agree with this. And the Lord said, read it again. Read it again. You know, I've read it over and over and over again. And he said, leave it there. True story. Walked out in my life and I started to see that scripture everywhere. I needed to push a little bit further. I believe that as a collective global ch church, as a collective body of Christ, the Bible says that all creation earnestly waits to see the manifestation, manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God, us, you and me. And I believe that the time is now where all, creature, all creation, all society, look outside, they are desperate for the God that's in you. They are desperate for the king that is in you. And it all will come from you in your secret place where you've asked your, your, your Peter, your James and your John to travel with you. And then you sit tend to them, please remain here where you and I, we go further. We move out of our comfort zones. We stretch ourselves more than we know that we, we thought that we could be stretched. You know, like the woman with the issue of blood and where everyone's there. And she's just a woman that would, had been struggling, bleeding for years and years and years. And, and in that moment, she said, I will stretch. It was dangerous. She could have been trampled upon. He was surrounded by so many people. But she said, I will stretch. Go a little further to meet the king. 
and it's going to be like I'm completely contradicting myself, but I have to say it, go alone. Go alone. I know that there's a place where, you know, your huddle is great, but there's also a place where you have to go alone. You have been uniquely woven for such a time as this. Mordecai said to Esther in the Bible, Esther had gone up to the king, gone into the king's home. You know, she'd, some people say it's favor, favor. It was a type of really human trafficking, to be honest. And she was in there and her people were about to be killed. And Mordecai her, was her uncle. And Mordecai basically said to her, could you put in a good word for me? Basically, could you put in a good word for us? Or else we're all going to be killed. Esther was like, I can't. I can't, I can't do that because I'm not that. And he said, well, if you don't, God will rise up another. But consider this, that you have been placed in the palace for such a time as this. And I say the same to you. When you go alone for that secret place, consider this, consider this, Glenn, consider this, that you have been sat there for such a time as this. In this, in this in, right now, in Hitchin, right now, in the school or the workplace or wherever it is, during your retirement, that you have been placed exactly where you are for such a time as this. He's not going to tell me. He could, but if you went a little further, I believe today that he's going to tell you what's between you. And your prayer may be like Jesus. It may be, oh, God, please, if there's any way this cup can pass from me but let your will be done. But either way, it's between you and him. If you're able to stretch yourself alone, pull yourself alone, get on the threshing floor in your home alone and go a little bit further. I believe that, I believe because God sent me here and I believe by faith, you will see the signs and wonders of God. There will be testimony after testimony after testimony because you said, actually, during this time when I took my respite, I went a little further. Isn't it funny that they kept falling asleep? Like, I've, it's, I think I find it hilarious. It's like, I, I've been there as well, you know, when you're just like, you know, I've been, I've, been in, I've been in work meetings as well where I've been caught out too many times. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all been there when, when your eyelids are just so heavy and you just cannot stay awake. But doesn't that point to just the exhaustion of the flesh? Doesn't it point to, doesn't it point to just how tired the flesh becomes? How, how fickle human nature are, how, how humans are. You know, we, we, we've, we've um, as a time, as a generation, I, I, I study with a group of friends. I've been studying with them for about 20 years plus. Um, we, we've basically grown up together. We all gave our lives to Christ around the similar, similar time. And we study the word of God every Tuesday. And it's interesting, you know, we've gone through the highs and lows together. You know, we, David and I got married in their midst. You know, we've buried parents in there. We've got ch children all in that time. And what's so interesting about tra traveling with people for a long period of time with the word of God is you get to see how good God is, but also how trying we are. You know, just how annoying we are. Like he said, he's that anxious that he could die and they sleep. Like, I don't know about you that I would, I would have to have a friendship conversation. <laughs> like we need to kind of sort, if I'm telling you like I'm that tired and you're just for, oh, I'll, oh I'll, I hear you, but I'm going to have a little nap. You know, you start to think to yourself, what? But you know, what's so funny about this, what we've discovered in this group of friends 
is that as a generation and as a culture and as a time, I do believe, even across the prophetic, that one of the things that's going over against this land is that a bit like judges, which says everybody does what they feel is right in their own hearts. That's where we are. This kind of, this time where it's, well, this is what I think. And this is what I feel. And this is what I think is right. And, and there's a righteous kind of thing that backs that up because, you know, we feel like, well, emotionally, it's like, how could you believe that? So, so for us as Christians, we are going against the grain when we say we choose to believe the word of God. It's almost like, well, people say to me, well, Toby, but you seem like such an intelligent person. Why aren't you using your own intellect? And the answer is because we fall asleep when we need to pray. I cannot judge. I cannot rely on my emotions. I mean, I cry for EastEnders. So, like, you can't rely on it. I can't rely on my own emotions. I can't rely on my own intellect. I can't rely on it all because when it's time, when, when it's time to pray, your flesh will tell you to sleep. And isn't it ironic? You're like, oh, I thought this was a sermon about rest. I thought this was a sermon about the secret place. Yeah, it is. Because our rest is in our prayer. Our rest, our true rest comes from the person that, you know, you've surrendered it. The Bible says, and Jesus said, he, what did he do when he went to his secret place? He went straight down, face down. That's, that's the ultimate surrender. That's the only place you'll find rest. Because you'll sleep and sleep and sleep and still be completely knackered. Because the thing that your soul longs for is the answer to the question that came right at the beginning. Where are you? This summer, friends, whilst, you know, you might go to the beach, you might do, I don't know, if you're like me, be running around with kids somewhere, taking them to lavender fields, whatever, whatever you're going to do. Make sure that the summer doesn't, the season doesn't change without you incorporating your secret place. And don't mock yourself, don't mock yourself, don't cheat yourself. Don't create a secret place and then don't go a little further. I believe in this time of prayer, I'm going to give you just a few practical tips to your secret place. But my main thing is really a call to prayer this summer. It's a call to prayer for those that want to go a little further. That need to go a little further. That are tired of relying on the things that they read on social media where the algorithms tricking us all. Tired of reading the news, tired of even just reading books and thinking that there's truth in there. I, I mean, I'm an avid reader, absolutely love it, read ferociously. However, that's not the basis of my life. The basis of my life has to be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Ancient of Days, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright and the Morning Star, the God that exists and everything is an extension of his existence. That's the only reason, that's the only way I can build, raise my children. That's the only way I can build my business. That's the only way I can even think about being a good wife and not annoying I can day to day. You know, that's the only way, that's the only way I can do it. And, and every other place of me doing that, outside of the secret place, I fall asleep. I fall asleep. You know, Akin and I, he, um, I call him Akin because that's a Nigerian name. David and I, when he's, when he's driving, I don't really drive when, I mean, it's, does anyone else? I mean, when your husband's, I don't drive. He drives. You, you know, that's just how it's been. It's probably, you know, he hates it, he hates it, he hates it. But, I, you know, it's drive. But I always feel like I have to stay awake. You know, it's polite. You know, if we're going a long distance, I like to stay awake, you know, even though, a bit like the disciples, there'll be a time I try and nod off, try and nod off, try and nod off. But what's so funny is we all have, always have this debate, because he always says that, I'm, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. 
And I always say to him, how can you fall asleep driving? He's like, you know, people do it all the time. They fall asleep all the time, they will. And I'm like, I, I, how? I just, I, you know, so one day he was like, Toby, I'm really tired. You, you know, can you drive? I was like, this, you're just trying to have me on because you, you're not really tired. Try and have me on. Anyway, so he was, all right, fine, fine, fine. We had a little bicker and he, he decided to drive because I was being a princess and decided not to drive. So we set out on our way. And I watched him because, you know, as I said, I try and stay awake for him. And I'm having a little chit chat. We're debriefing wherever we went. Oh, didn't she look lovely? You know, all of that sort of thing. You know. And um, you could see him kind of like. And then he wound down the windows. Is this what he did? He wound down the windows. That's the first thing he did. And then he was like, you could see him. Just his eyes just was like, he's so. I was like, are you really tired? And he's like, yes. Like, you know, I'm t- I was like, all right, let's swap, let's swap. And then I drove. And I realized in that moment exactly what the Bible says. That the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, he's, he always drives. He's such a good sport. I joke, but he actually is good. Good on you. You keep, you, you keep driving. You know, he always drives. He was willing to get us home. You know, but we had about two more hours on that motorway. And his body, his mind physically could not do it. It is not the place you build your life. You cannot build your life on the tangible and the physical. Despite how willing you are, it is weak. You need to build your spirit. And the only way one can do that is in their secret place with the king. I've time's far spent. So quick, 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 four things. And then I just want to pray for people, you know, for whatever reason they're going, whatever thing they're going through. To be able to, or maybe they're not going for anything. It's the best thing to push a little further when things are steady. You know, I, I, I never push, it's terrible because I never push a little further when things are steady. But then when things start to get rocky, then I'm like, oh, I'm stretching towards the further. You know, these are some things that, um, it can be anywhere. Your secret place can be anywhere. It should, I, I'm, I'm a bit old school for that. Find a place. Not to be disrespectful, for a long time, my place was the toilet. I'm not even joking. I don't even mean dis- I know it sounds funny, but, you know, you've got two children and then mommy, 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 you know, constantly, you know, and I just needed a moment. I would, you know, shut the door and go to the toilet and just lock myself in the bathroom so that I could speak to the king. Find a place. Find a place. Utility room. Closet. Whatever. Find a place that you just like, for the next few weeks, this is going to be my secret place. Only place I would probably advise against is your bed. It didn't work for me, might work for you, but, you know, if I, when I'm sitting on the bed, I'm like, oh, this is cosy, cosy with Jesus. Then you all of a sudden, you get in the duvet, oh, this is nice, out cold. It's not, it's, it, you know, it doesn't work. Get a place where it's, you know, it's going to work for you, you know. The second thing that I would say, you know, practical tip about the secret place is worship first. And worship until your mind is clear. Because we gather so many things in our minds. The Bible says that we should call down imaginations and bring them into subjection to the obedience to the word of God. Worship does that. You know, you'll start praying and you'll be thinking about, oh, you know, I need to do this. Oh, I haven't done that. Oh, have I got that date? Need to respond here. But if you stay there long enough and you worship long enough in that place, your mind will clear. Your mind will clear. But you have to, I mean, look at Gethsemane, look at Jesus. Could he have been any more honest? Don't go to the Lord with your preconceived ideas of, oh, I need to be a pretense. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How are you? Everything's fine, Lord. No, go to him completely naked. 
with everything, with every fear, with every dream, with every piece of joy, with every moment of success, with every moment of failure. Take him everything. He already knows, just like he asked you, where are you? But when you bring it to him, when you push further in it, he does wonders. He turns water to wine. So worship till it goes, worship till your mind's clear and, and, and be honest in the moment. My last thing, which I said just now, is stay there long enough. Stay there. We are just such a, such a generation. In the Western, you can say that. You know, we're always on the move. We've always got something. My brother got married on Tuesday. We had about, what, maybe 200 Nigerians descend upon, you know, and we all came in all of our might. Um, and as I looked around, I had lunch with my um, uncle afterwards before he flew home. And he said the same. He said, wow. It was in Oxford Circus. He said, it seems busier and busier and busier every time I come here. <laughs> he said, wow, so busy. This is getting busier than Lagos. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. We're always on the go. In your secret place, wherever it is, once you've cleared your mind, don't do it like, oh, okay, I've done that now. That was a good sermon. I think I'll do that. Oh, no, stay there long enough. Stay there, stay there long enough. Have the spirit of Jacob. I will not leave here until you bless me. I will not leave here until you glorify yourself in my life. I will not leave here until you give me at least an answer on how to, and, and how to deal with this fawn in my side. It's not, we, we have to live with fawns. It's not necessarily that the fawn removes, but he can tell you how to handle the fawn. Sit with, sit with God long enough. You don't be the Martha that always has to have something done. Sit with him long enough. Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, and I'll close with this. He said, if you knew who I was that was asking you for water, you would ask me for living water. And what that means and what I will tell you today, if you knew who I was telling you to go and create a secret place for, you would do it immediately. He is ever faithful. There is no one beside him. I say to Eliana, I love you. It's my daughter. I say, I love you so much, but who loves you more? And she'll say, Jesus. Because there is absolutely no one that will love you more. He's, found, he's, he's fashioned you for such a time as this. Create your secret place with him. And when you get to that secret place, just like it says in 39, what Jesus did, go a little further. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, praise and glory be yours. I thank you, Lord God, that you meet with us. You know, who is man that you are mindful of us? You know, who, 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 who are we that you call us friends? But you decide to meet with us. You want to be in relationship with us. You said before the beginning of time that you sent yourself, Lord God. The lamb was slain. And you said right from Eden, where are you? Because you want us close. It's your desire that we be near. I pray, Lord God, in this summer, as everything kind of re-collaborates, re as everything kind of gets back into sync, as, you know, before September comes and new terms and new everything starts again, that in this moment, in this time, that we'll take a breath, we'll exalt you and we'll find our secret place. We'll find that moment, that place that's just between me and you. Father, where you can speak to me, where you can pour into me, the way you can correct me, convict me, mould me, transform me. I pray, Lord God, for everyone under the sound of my voice here today that, is, that wants to know you, that doesn't know you, Lord God, that you'll meet them, you'll meet them, you'll meet them in their hearts. And I pray for everyone that is so desperately wants to go a little further, Lord God, that you'll give them the will by your spirit to do so.
Thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen.